0: Just when you thought it was safe to go on to iTunes, this is Next Level Guy. The only
1: website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy show podcast with your host Ian Doss Mackay. Next Level Guy is a men's interview, interest and improvement website where I interview the greats from all industries to help others better their lives. Listen to the experts in their respective fields being quizzed and learn something. Listen, embrace, adapt, use and then improve. If nothing else, I want you to leave this site feeling like you've learned something and become a better man than you were before. Knowledge is an amazing thing, but without actual action, it is just a fact. Learn it, use it, to evolve to become the best version of yourself possible. Today's guest is Sanjeev Prasad, the founder of Street Gentlemen. He helps ambitious men feel more confident by teaching them how to dress well and know what is stylish. As he states himself, the goal is to ultimately make men feel more confident and empowered. Men's style happens to be the vehicle for achieving this same. When you look great, you feel great. And when you feel great, that translates into performing great, both in the workplace and in your personal life. In this interview, we discuss fashion, style, and how to use both to tap into your true potential in all aspects of your life. But first, a quick word about my affiliate schemes. I've set up some amazing deals, special offers, and discount codes with some amazing companies to... um, Check this out. Simply go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates for further information. If you want to optimize your health, for example, then you need to try on it. Use the code Next Level Guy, that's N E X T L E V E L G U Y, in the discount code section of the checkout to get 10% off any eligible items in your basket. And there are some great supplements and fitness gear to be had in there. For other affiliates, I'm particularly loving The Way of the Seal book by Commander Mark Devine, who's going to be on a podcast in the next few weeks. Ross Edgley's awesome new book, The World's Fittest Book. And some of the super soft, comfy jeans that I love just lounging around in. Um, they come from Barbell Apparel. If you want to get yourself a pair, use Next Level Guy at the discount code section. Again, that's N E X T. L-E-V-E-L-G-U-Y in the discount code section, and again, you'll get 10% off on all your orders. For all the free trials, special codes, discounts, listener exclusives, and so much more, check out www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. And now, let's get to the interview. I hope you had as much fun listening to this one as I did when I was recording. Enjoy. So, if we met in a bar, you know, and we had you, I was asking you over a drink, who you were and you know what you did. What would you say?
0: Um, yeah. So, my name is Sanjiv Prasad. I'm the founder of Street Gentleman. It's a personal image consulting company where I basically teach busy professionals how to dress well and know what's stylish. And the uh, the end goal of that is helping them feel more more confident and uh, and and basically uh, be more comfortable in their skin which um, came about uh, as a result of my own experience. I, um, I was at a point in my, my early you know, 20s, late teens when um, I was battling depression from 14 till 21 years old, and uh, d- didn't really have a sense of, of my own identity. And um, I remember feeling very um, well forgettable, I think, for for, uh, you know, this, this first word that comes to mind when, when I think about that experience. And, uh, and and just not being able to stand out or or, or getting the uh, attention or recognition that I feel like I was capable of achieving. And um, so so over time, I started learning. I uh, i to improve my style, my image, and uh, even my physique. I've been working out for about 12 years now. And um, all of that's translated into feeling... Significantly more confident than I ever have in my own skin, and um, so I, I basically started the company Street Gentleman to teach and, and help men that were feeling the same way that I was feeling get get through that sort of that's um, I, I get, get over that hurdle of of, of I guess being ignored and, and not feeling as confident as they possibly could.
1: No, I mean I love it, and it's, it's great to hear that you've made that transformation. Um, I, I know that feeling of having dealt with depression myself where you kind of just want to fit in and not be noticed and it's a horrible place to be. I mean can you tell me a little mm. bit about your upbringing you know um, have you got brothers and sisters? Were, have you always felt like that or were you quite more out sort of out there with your fashion choices as a child?
0: Oh I definitely played it safer uh, when I was younger I think, I think my mom, well my mom has a great sense of style, so that's definitely where I get it from. My uh, my grandpa as well. My grandpa on on her side of the family is, you know, he's definitely one of my role models when it comes to dressing well. He's he's from that era, that that Mad Men era when, when uh, you know, men you know would wear suits pretty much every day. Um, you know, traveling was a really big deal in those days, so you'd get suited up and look your best when you're hopping on the plane. And and uh, so yeah, not nearly as casual as we're seeing today, but uh, that's definitely where. A lot of my inspiration comes, especially looking back on some of his older pictures. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just me and my brother growing up, but uh, we, we always had a big family—about um, twenty-five first cousins all, all sort of spread out throughout the world. And um, so there's about when well, yeah when we were kids in elementary school, there's ten of us living in a four-bedroom house, um, w- which included my uh, so the four of us, my my immediate family, and then. Uh, my, I had an aunt, an uncle, my grandparents, I actually two aunts, I think, as well. And um, so then, then that was the whole, you know, uh, way we were brought up with my parents being immigrants from VG. From um, they, they came over and and, uh, and then the culture was always about having having that large family around, right? It was sort of like that, that, the village type of mentality that we were coming up with. So it did, definitely took me some time to, um, you know, get comfortable and, and start fitting into the, uh, well, the Canadian culture, which, which is where I was brought up, born and raised here in Calgary, Canada, um, it, uh, you know, it was definitely a transition in, in those early couple of years when I was like four or five, six years old, just understanding what, uh, you know, the, the sort of the, the cultural expectations were and, and uh, how to go about fitting in.
1: And I mean, could you pinpoint a particular point during your upbringing, mm. um, that made you finally decide you're going to go into the fashion? You're going to start learning about your fashion. You know, was there a? I, I believe there was a story where you felt, you know, people were laughing and joking about what you're wearing, so that motivated you to go on. Um, I mean, was was that the turning point for you when you had that incident, waiting for your was it your uncle at a mall?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's correct. A um, really good memory, by the way. I um, yeah, so it was yeah he was visiting from from uh, overseas, and uh, I was about I was about sixteen or seventeen years old at the time when this happened, and uh, it was it was my, my my duty to take them to the mall that day and and uh, show them around. And while I was waiting for them outside, one of the stores they were shopping inside of, there was a few older students. From uh from a high school walking by, and they were they were laughing, and, and I didn't think too much of it initially. And then it took me a few seconds to to realize they were actually pointing and and laughing at me. Um, and I, you know it seemed like it mainly had something to do with the way I was appearing. And if uh if, yeah, if you went to my website and you see the before and after picture on my about page, um, it's pretty obvious I was I was wearing you know some really baggy gray corduroy pants that were probably two or three sizes too big, baggy baggy shirts um like a large or an extra large when i'm more like a smaller medium and uh and my hair was just coated in gel so it was all gelled and spiked up and um of course going through puberty as well my complexion was was uh you know a bit oily and and uh and not not the not the cleanest either so um that yeah that that was a huge turning point i would say that that was definitely the catalyst in terms of f- figuring out this side of my life uh the, the style and the the fitness side of things and just just you know finding a way to to look better so that i can feel better too um what was the goal um as, as a result of that moment so i didn't feel that uh you know that that big blow to my confidence again
1: so when you started this sort of journey mm-hmm. we tend to kind of look to you know like role models or inspirations and a lot of us use you know like film characters or tv shows to kind of give us the yeah, you know, we we maybe don't know where we want to go in our own lives, so we think, oh, he's cool. I'll dress like him. Right. So, were there any particular characters that you've seen when you were growing up, or movies and stuff like that, that you, you know, you started to maybe emulate or dress a bit more like when you were younger? Oh,
0: it's a great question, actually. Um, they, there's a few for sure. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the movie Alfie with uh, with Jude Law. What's his name? Jude Law. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was definitely one of them in those early days. And then there's also, uh, well, yeah, there's American Gangster, Denzel Washington in that
1: movie.
0: Oh, ah, good choice. I like that. Yeah. I love, I love more so his his body language and his, his self-confidence. Of course, like the style was more focused on the 70s, but he's always really well put together, always suited up and uh his body language and his self-confidence in that movie was huge and i i uh i actually studied the way he he walked the way he carried himself um probably a few dozen times just just observing what he was doing how his shoulders moving his, you know his pace all that type of thing and just found a way to emulate that myself so i sort of emulate his 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 walk um to to even today and then um yeah a few other ones as well what one of my favorite movies is it's of course, Crazy Stupid Love, with uh, Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. Oh, and yeah. Ryan Gosling's Carell, uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling's character in that movie
1: when he throws the shoes over the balcony. Um, <laughs> but, uh... yeah. So, and, and has that changed as you've got older, or you know, you've got more into the fi- the fitness journey, it's and you know, and the fashion journey, obviously. But have you <laughs> looked at other people, or have you just moved now towards your own kind of style and your own? way of portraying yourself to the world
0: um yeah mostly myself i do, I do still draw inspiration from other guys um officially sure, there's a few few really big names on instagram um like the founders of music affair this new company based out of new york are uh, definitely some of my, my role models for sure and then there's um yeah there's a few i really like what uh you know the guys in london and new york are doing they always seem like they're Sort of, uh, they're pushing the pace. They're really setting the bar for what's, what uh, you know, what was to be expected in the years to come, and and they they're essentially tr- setting the trends, and uh, pushing the limits. And I, th- I think it might have something to do with being in larger, larger cities like like those that uh, that encourage the creativity and and self expression that uh, that that allows them to explore their their sense of style more like that.
1: So. If, I mean, this is a question I like to ask everybody, I mean, if you had to define what masculinity is, you know, what makes mm-hmm. a good man a man that, you know, like somebody like yourself would like to portray mm-hmm. and emulate and be more like, what would you think it is? You know, do you think there's certain characteristics? Um, Is there, do you have a kind of checklist in your head that you look to for these guys or... Is it more just the way they made you feel, and you tried to, you know, like copy the walk and that, and betray the confidence? You know, it's there. You know, how how have your definition of masculinity and what makes a good man changed as you've gotten older?
0: Masculinity, it's a great question. I uh, I would say, yeah, definitely, definitely, a man who operates with with integrity. I, th- I think that's definitely. Uh, a characteristic of so- someone who's, who's masculine, and then um, I'd also say someone who who has that an um, un- unwavering b- belief in themselves too. Um, so someone who's masculine is definitely someone who's is willing to take risks and put themselves out there, whether that be with their their sense of style or or maybe maybe launching a new business or even striking up a conversation with a complete stranger that, you know, that can be scary at times too. And it takes some, uh, some courage to, to, to be able to, to, to work yourself up, to, to do something like that. Um, it, it's interesting cause we're seeing a def you know, a shift in masculinity. It seems like these days with, with, uh, you know, more and more men talking about it, it, uh, it seems like there's more of a safe place for, for guys to, to to gain a deeper understanding of it and uh it uh it's actually interesting you mentioned that because i do have a mastermind group as well that that i meet up with every every week to two weeks where, where we actually discuss this this exact topic and, and what we can do to encourage other men to to tap into their own masculinity and and uh peel back the the layers or the masks that uh a lot of us are conditioned to wearing, uh, over the years, ever since we're, we're kids, right. We're, we're, um, you know, conditioned to act and think and, uh, and conduct ourselves in certain ways based on what everyone else around us or, or what society is saying. So, um, yeah, masculinity is an interesting thing and I think we're still learning a lot about it, but I think ultimately it comes down to who, you know, someone who can carry themselves with uh, yeah, the unwavering self belief and uh, is is willing to yeah be transparent and, and and peel back those layers and put themselves out there without uh, ha- having to worry what you know the world would think of them. They just they just you know they feel good and they're well intentioned and they put themselves out there fearlessly.
1: So you mentioned there that you run a mastermind group, you know. I mean is that something that other people can um and can you give examples of other people how you, how do you analyze you know masculinity is this a case of you they write down their feelings and how they view the world or are there, is there it like challenges that they maybe undertake to become more vulnerable maybe or open or you know like how do they peel back these masks that you mentioned
0: yeah it's a combination of of both those things where it uh, yeah, it's in you know, an open discussion. There's only about four of us right now. We're just sort of in the ground level of of developing this uh, the, this mastermind group where um, we know ultimately they're, they're looking to take it to, to workshops and that kind of thing in the future. But uh, basically, it's yeah, it's a safe place where we can discuss w- whatever it is we're dealing with in that in that given week or in the given month, um, and and opening it up to the other guys. in a a way that, you know, you're not going to be judged and you can feel safe speaking about it while also, um, digging deeper and having those more meaningful conversations that, uh, that can help us maybe not necessarily address, but, but, you know, find new ways of, 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 viewing whatever the situation might be that, that one of the individuals could be dealing with. so. Um, I, think, I think there's a combination of, of, of ways, but you know, sometimes it is just talking about whatever is on our mind or, or what we're, you know what we're looking to achieve as well. Yeah,
1: because I mean, this is why I like your stuff. It's you're not just saying <clears throat> wear this because it looks good. You're actually improving the guy. You know, you're you're peeling back the BS that they've maybe held on to, because as guys, you know, you probably knew this when you were younger you you never talked about fashion and stuff like that you know we just got what was functional a pair of jeans of fade threw a t-shirt on and you kind of mm-hmm. fitted in with the boys you know you didn't want to stand out you wanted to fit in and wear the same brands that your peer group were wearing and you didn't want to be you know, like um, um, a man who didn't care and just did their own thing. You wanted to make sure you you, you fitted into the herd. So where I mean, do you think that's where most men nowadays are going wrong with their fashion and their style, that they're just following cultural norms and that we're not betraying who we truly are?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, a lot of what I've seen with my clients is that uh, they 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 know they they want to change things. They they want to take a different approach to style or feel better about what they're wearing and, and, and how they're looking. But, uh, what, what they've been doing is, is, is basically playing it safe. And when, one of those fears that holds a lot of them back is, is, uh, worrying about what other people might think of them when they do start changing things up, it's almost like, um, it was well, basically stepping out of that, that comfort zone, that safety, you're knowing if you're looking a certain way, you're going to fit in with the crowd and, uh, it's it's just going to make it easier but but a lot of them aren't happy with with the way they're looking or the way they're approaching style because it doesn't really suit their uh their their personalities and ultimately it just comes down to playing it safe rather than uh standing out and and, uh being unique
1: and do you see i mean have you got a kind of a general set of reasons that people come to see you is, or is there, is it quite unique to the person? You know, is it, do you have guys from the same kind of ethnicity, the same religious beliefs, the the same kind of physical stature, you know, or are you finding it's quite different and there's a load of different guys and different shapes and sizes coming to you? It's
0: uh, generally the same in terms of uh, physique and, and, and physical appearance. Um yeah, it's generally uh anywhere between thirty to as high as sixty years old, which has been surprising for me. I didn't I didn't think my my target audience would be be in that age range, but uh yeah, thirty to sixty years old. Um and then they have all been Caucasian males. And uh usually they're they're uh for for the most part fairly lean and in, in in uh you know in pretty decent shape or good shape. And um they are uh, in, in more white collar type of professions, whether it be uh, you know pharmacists, optometrists, about a couple engineers as well, even business owners too. And then they come to me for you know a variety of reasons that sort of fall into the same two major categories, I would say. And uh, those two major categories tend to be either looking to advance their careers or, or step it up somehow in the workplace whether it be looking for promotion or just getting noticed and being more respected in in, in that regard yeah. or it uh it, it applies in, in their social life they're looking to improve things there so um so some of them come to me either single or, or recently divorced and uh, they're, they're they're tired of not getting noticed or they're, they're you know seeing how other guys are getting they're you know a good chunk of the attention when they're out at the bar or or just out socializing with friends and um they're they're interested in having that you know sort of recognition for themselves as well and and being being basically the center of attention not in a flashy way but in a way that uh you know turns heads and gets some compliments and helps them stand out from the rest of the crowd
1: yeah i mean because this is something i always like asking people is is there like a general consensus of why, you know, they have their customers coming to them? Because mm-hmm. I used to always think when I was younger, you know, that you're on your own, that you were the only person who felt like X or you're the only one who was dealing with Y, you know, or Z. You know, you never thought that there might be 50,000 other people. And my mom used to always say, if you've got a problem, Google it because ten thousand other people have probably had it, and there's a solution on there as well. And she was right, right. you know. And we, I think we as men are kind of brought up to be these pillars, and you know, this like statues of masculinity. We're we're not to ask for help, we're not to show we're weakness, we're to just get on with things. And we we've struggled to ask for help in that. And I think that's why it's great that there's people like yourself who you're you know you're not just taking them on and going buy that, that'll you know, fit you. You're actually looking at why they're struggling. You know, can you give an example of an assumption they've maybe had of why, you know, the, maybe their fashion's holding them back? You know, why aren't they more concerned about getting a qualification or, you know, working on X skill to become better at their job? I mean, why was it their fashion? Do you think they, they pinpointed as a, something holding them back?
0: I would say, yeah. In in some cases, they've they've tried other things, and and it hasn't worked for them, or or uh, they've come to the conclusion that they want to make that great first impression when when it comes to either, yeah, like a job interview or or asking for that raise, that promotion, or or when they're out socializing, they they want to, you know, they've the the guys that my, my clients that have reached out to me have all basically. Yeah, come to peace with the idea that that they need help, and they, they tried as much as they can on their own, and they, they're okay. They, they they've, they're okay with having someone show them the ropes, um, based on other proven results. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with with establishing some some credibility and, and, and being approachable as well. I, I like to try to think that I'm approachable when when it comes to my content marketing, um, and and uh, also also establishing that that sense of uh and knowing that I want to or since that I know what I'm doing as well when it comes to advising men with style and, and and instead of trying to uh you know figure out on their own and 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 uh we'll waste a bunch of time and and even some money they they would much rather come to uh, a professional like myself who can get them from from a to b a lot faster than they could on their own
1: Um, i mean just looking at your own style transformation it's incredible you know and every time i've seen a picture of you you know you're very dapper you you know you're very styled and profiled but you also portray a certain image you know like of confidence that you're happy in your own skin that you know you walk the walk so to speak you're not just one of these guys that shells the oh 500 pound T-shirt. Oh, you must have this bag ah. because I get a commission on it. You know, you actually seem mm. to generally care about your clients and, you know, y- your content really shows that. So one, something that I always struggle with is everybody says that fashion is a individual concept, you know, it's you, how you see the world, how you want to portray yourself. So if a fashion mm-hmm. is an individual concept, you know, then why should we care what other people think because they're not us? You know what I mean. As how, why is fashion and style an important concept for men?
0: That's a great point. Uh, that that it is an individual concept. And I think style should be a reflection of your own unique personality. There, there really isn't a one size fits all approach to it. Even though there are certain guidelines that you know we should stick within, but. Um, uh, ultimately why why we should care is that we we in the, in the western world at least is that we live in uh a culture that operates on snap judgments uh essentially and, and that comes down to the uh the, the fight-or-flight response and basically what's happening in within the first i've heard anywhere between a, a quarter of a second to seven seconds that we make a snap judgment um based on on an image, or what we see, or how a person presents themselves, and uh, essentially, what's happening in that, in that split second or that really small window is that you're uh, drawing a conclusion of whether or not you, you want to associate with this person, and are they are they going to help you or are they going to harm you, and um, and it comes down to um, we we also have an average of uh, between somewhere to fifty to sixty thousand thoughts a day as well, so um consciously making those those assessments day in and day out would be would be exhausting so our mind is basically reacting uh faster than we can even think about it so um that's that's really why it comes down to having a great first impression because it could be the difference between uh making a sale or not making a sale or attracting a client or, or or you know a client considering one of your competitors instead and um it really does come down to, um, basically we we're, we're, you know, there's just so many overwhelming messages where we're, we're receiving on a daily basis. If you, you know, especially if you take into, into consideration social media and, you know, billboards and advertising and, and the news and everything we're surrounded by, um, you know, every, every second of every day, um, snap judgments, or, or making that great first impression is is important in terms of, um, yeah, opening up doors that that may not have been open before.
1: Yeah, I mean, every time I hear that, you know, about we have we can make the judgment in such a small amount of time, it's really scary when you think about it. I mean, it's like that sort of thing of, are looks important? Well, yes, because you can have a great personality, but if somebody doesn't fancy you in a club, say they're not going to come over and speak to you. You know, there you have to have something to hard mm-hmm. and it's the same kind of idea, as shallow as it may sound with clothes. You know, we have to have that look that we fit into the genre. You know, you wouldn't go up to the guy in the tracksuit and think he's gonna sell you the top line car. You we have this yeah, yeah, exactly. image in our head. And, you know, we can then we then start looking at signs in the, the person and the way they hold themselves, etc. But, you know, you have to get your st- your foot in the door. So you have to portray a certain image. So mm-hmm. is there such a thing? You know, I read about these wardrobe staples where, you know, every guy must have a grey pair of trousers, brown shoes, a black... You know, if we are trying to stand out and be unique and stuff like that. Can we have these wardrobe staples or, you know, is that just going to make us all into clones of each other? I've never really understood how we can have these things and be unique at the same time. You know, am I, am I right. going down the wrong road here, think? I think? I would say that that's actually a great point. Um, it's, it's a great
0: foundation to start with having those staples, especially if you're just getting into style and uh, just learning about it and figuring things out and um, trying to find your own unique sense of it as well. It's you know the, the staples are a great place to start, but then once you do become comfortable with you know with certain brands or a certain type of look, whether it, whether it be more of a uh, dressed up business type of look or more of a day to day casual look, whatever it might be, whatever suits your lifestyle. Well, once you have a stronger understanding of that, that's when I think. The uh, personality comes into play, and you can start experimenting with a few different things, um, in terms of uh, outside of what what is considered the staples. The staples, I you know, I would say is definitely a great place to start. But um, once once you have a you know a comfortable sense of that, that's that's when it's time to experiment and and uh, try a few different looks. What would it be you know using the exact same staple pieces, but maybe in in different colors. Or or trying a different category altogether. Maybe it's something uh, like instead of a navy navy uh, single-breasted jacket, you're you're looking at like right now. I'm wearing actually a burgundy uh, single-breasted jacket as well, which which I wouldn't consider a staple, but it's definitely a great piece that can complement a lot of the staple pieces that uh, most most guys are recommending.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like that idea of it. It's a you know, if you, it helps you start it's like a launching pad to get into a Mm -hmm. position where you can start understanding the kind of the concept of style and fashion and then you can start individually tweaking it and maneuvering it into fitting into who you truly are and I I love how deep and you know you look at things you're not just kind of yeah, buy five of them or two of them. You know, you're, you're, you can actually hear the thought that goes into each of your answers. And it's really refreshing to hear, especially for guys, because we really struggle in these areas and I think we still don't get the service we really need. So that's why I love sites like yourself. Um, so what are things that you think oh, no guy should wear? is it you know is there things that you see like no 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 like socks and sandals or you know (laughs) is there things that you just cringe anytime you see it
0: that's a big one for sure i think that's sort of a universal rule um even sandals in general um I've, i've heard from from most women that they're you know if 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 that's your goal is to attract more attention from women it's definitely worth avoiding sandals unless you're sitting on the beach or, or somewhere poolside. Uh, that's a big one for sure. And then and then uh, um, I would also consider your, your your skin tone. I think it's one of the the major things a lot of guys overlook is uh, it's a certain colors look better on certain tones than others. Um, in my case, for example, I wouldn't look great in, in shades of brown uh, aside from maybe a pair of khakis. Um, there's other guys that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe a light pink wouldn't look great on a, on a more fair complexion. Um, so that's something to consider too. And then of course, fit, that's, you know, one of the most important rules, uh, considering your, your body shape and, and how well the, uh, the clothes sit on your body and your physique. And then, um, another big one I see a lot of, and it seems to be overlooked quite a bit is, um, the, the length of pants, um, a lot, a lot of guys out there who, who aren't paying as much attention to their style as, as others is uh it seems like they're they're either letting their pants just sort of hang or uh you're not cuffing it or or they're just not having them hemmed and uh and and for first of all it you know doesn't look great when all that fabric is is just pulling up on top of your your shoes and then um is secondly after that what tends to happen is that uh the uh, the pant leg drags behind as well, so sometimes it's getting stuck underneath your shoe, and uh, of course when you're walking out and about in the city, um, it gets pretty messy, collects a lot of germs and bacteria, and uh, which obviously you don't want to be dragging around your house afterwards. But it, uh, it it also starts to fray as well, so you see a lot of guys with with um, you know frayed jeans in the back, um, basically because they haven't taken the time. Uh, to to have them properly uh properly hemmed or tailored.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean I was just when you were talking there, I was thinking, Yep, done that. Yep, done that. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. I <laughs> bought the jeans far too long, I bought because they were on sale, I bought the jeans and you know that I maybe a size too big and I just thought, ah, well I've always bought bootcat jeans, so yep, that's why I have to mm-hmm. buy this time. You know, I never really even bothered to check the different styles. I just assumed, yep, I've got I like to go to the gym, I squat a lot. Yeah, I'm never going to fit into anything but boot cap because they've got wider legs. You know, I had very kind of restricted ways of looking at things. So if I found a product or a shop that had, you know, a jumper that fitted me, for example, because I'm a weird shape, I'd buy mm-hmm. five of them in different colors. You know, I didn't really... Right. I kind of blocked purchased things. So, I mean, this is why I'm really keen to speak to you because I'm... Um, now in a sort of more upmarket job than the one i was in maybe when i first started this podcast i'm now looking to improve the way i look i need need to, to put a bit more effort into i think and that's why i like your your material you know you're you're tapping into the person as much as the clothes so how would you start working with me, for example? Like, I'm six foot three, white, mm-hmm. you know, Caucasian, um, quite muscular, like, I'm a big guy, you know? How How would you start me on this journey? Like, say, imagine I was coming to you yeah. and I was really struggling, worked in an office. How could I start, like, yep. matching my skin tones and things like
0: that? So, yeah, I would, first of all, I always start with a questionnaire. And, and that questionnaire, the purpose of it is to gain a a deeper understanding of your lifestyle. So so what does a normal day look like for you?
1: Um well at the moment pain, misery and despair in the office. Um <laughs> it, it, I mean we have a certain because I work in a university on in addition to this, you know, there's a a certain kind of stigma with academia, so it's a lot of sitting dealing with students face to face, dealing with people. So, you know, you're expected mm. to portray the university at a certain level and there's a lot of like tweed jackets and shirts mm. and ties and things like that. So there's a quite a stylist um kind of approach to it. You know, you've ever they expect you to look good.
0: Well yeah, see so you wanna come across as professional and trustworthy and and like you uh, yeah like you care about what you're doing
1: yeah i mean it's a lot of times that students are coming to you to feel and they need that reassurance you know that the person they're dealing with is going to just go on and resolve their problems but you've got to show that you're not authority figure but you know i mean it's that kind of i think a lot of guys want to be able to to be taken serious at first sight you know to yeah. people to know they're the person to go to So, I mean, how, like, I tend to just wear jumpers because they fit me, maybe an underarm T-shirt underneath, Mm -hmm. chinos and a pair of, like, dress shoes. How could I start upping this? You know, I've tried getting some tailored shirts and stuff like that. But how how Mm -hmm. do I start individualizing that and really finding out more about myself and taking my fashion down that road?
0: I would consider, yeah, so you mentioned tweed. Tweed's pretty big. Um, so, so are men wearing full suits at work as well, or, or is that a bit too, too much?
1: Um, you get a lot of it, but it's just okay. now with the summer, it's quite, you know, there's a lot more shirts and stuff at the moment.
0: Oh, it's pretty hot,
1: yeah. For Scotland, it's very surprising. <laughs> okay. So is
0: it is it, um, I, I know here in Canada, it's fairly acceptable to wear, uh a, a pair of jeans or some chinos with a uh, a button-up shirt and a blazer and some some dress shoes is that is that something that that's why they accept it over there or is that is that a bit too casual do you think
1: yeah i mean a lot of people do wear that sort of thing you know we have a lot of yep. office-based jobs that probably a lot of people are just now nodding their heads saying yeah that's the kind of thing we you know we wear in our office right
0: well yeah, yeah something i have consider if, if you have a great pairing you know, uh, a fitted jeans, uh, some dark, dark blue, I would say, dark denim, and then I would start experimenting, definitely, with some some button up shirts and uh, some some dress shoes, and uh, and if you really want to step it up, I would you know, of course you know tuck in the shirt, but um, if you really want to step it up, I would consider adding adding the blazer as well um, as an added sort of, uh, element of, of, uh, sophistication to, to the look. And, um, I know it could be a little bit tricky, especially when it's, it's pretty hot out and it's sunny and, and, uh, it, uh, can get a little bit uncomfortable, but, um, it, it's definitely a great way to sort of position yourself or, or to be seen as, as that authoritative figure in your, in the workplace.
1: So like if I'm, say if I go and okay, I, I pick up three or four shirts and two jumpers and stuff like, yeah, you know, say I go to the changing rooms, do you have mm-hmm. like mantras or like memory aids for your customers and your clients so that when they're trying something on, they can go, okay, it's hanging below here, then that's too long on my shoulders or, you know, it's if I can pull this bit of fabric, then it's too large or, you know, is there a way that we can tell, as a kind of almost a visual aid that the things fit, or how how can we tell that we're buying the right size for ourselves?
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, when it comes to the dress shirts or, or casual button ups, I always say we well, you never want the uh, the sleeve length to to go beyond the base of your palm. That that would be the maximum, and then in terms of uh, where, where the shoulder would sit, you want the seam of the, the shirt that basically sit on the, the edge of your shoulder as well. So any further any further out and it's too big, any, and of course any further in, it's going to be too small and the sleeves going to be too short. Um, I, another thing too I would mention is uh, when it comes to the torso and, and even the chest sort of area, you, you want it to be basically comfortably snug is, is the best way to describe it. So what, what that means is that it's, it's tapered to your body without restricting your movement or uh or you know say every time you raise your arms it uh it, it is being untucked and um what what that does it it basically what you want to do is create that V-shaped torso which which is uh um the silhouette of uh broader shoulders coming down to a narrow waist and then straight down into the legs and and uh, the the reasoning behind that is is um they found that this is sort of the, the most common image sort associated with with a masculine, masculine figure, and uh, so yeah, basically you want uh, yeah, like the broader shoulders in appearance, coming down into uh, to a slimmer waist and then straight down, um, and then that's why I think baggy jeans is definitely one one or baggy pants in general is is definitely a bad idea, and because it 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 ruins or it throws off that whole silhouette, it becomes disproportionate.
1: So I mean, is this something that guys can do by buying new items? You know, can we also manipulate the items that we've currently got, or do you think tailoring a bad choice of an item is never going to make it any better? You know, what do we do with the current wardrobe that we've got as we're trying to build in this new look?
0: Yeah, I think it depends, um, how, how much alterations you'll need on on the current wardrobe, and how you know, if it, I'd, I'd say if it's more than two or three. Simple alterations, you you know, probably better off just buying another piece because of, uh, you know, basically basically a brand new piece anyways, and uh, and the, the tailoring costs of, of of doing all that might outweigh just buying the other piece. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would you know, with, with a lot of my clients, uh, the second step after I've done the questionnaire and, and understanding their lifestyles and what's been holding them back. Is uh, is actually to audit their wardrobe, so I understand what. Uh, but by that point, I have a you know pretty deep understanding of what their end goal is and and uh, what what they currently own that works with that vision that they've established, and uh, and and being able to get rid of what doesn't. So it uh, yeah, depending it it is definitely situational depending on how the guys approached it in the past, but um, th- th- there's always a good chance you can salvage. Most of your, your current wardrobe while still shifting or, or, or building a brand new wardrobe.
1: So, you'd hate if you audited my wardrobe just now. I think I'm the <laughs> antithesis of fashion at the moment. You know, I've kind of, I, I would buy it because it fitted, not because it looked good. So, I mean, okay. when, when you're looking at guys, you know, and you're working with them, do you just get them to go for this new identity? Or do you mold it into the current look and gradually build it up? You know, should we just go for broke, so to speak? Or should we just start take where we currently are and just start tweaking it to start working towards this, you know? Or should we just be open to this new identity and try it?
0: Oh, I, I definitely encourage them to be more open to uh, to, to the new Sort of vision or new identity they've established um and when, once again it is it is situational so a lot of guys are, are closer to their their you know end goal than they might think they are and other other guys are, are much further off and and you know those are ones that require a bit more in, encouraging in terms of getting to that end goal but uh i yeah i'm i'm, I'm open to it, it really does does vary on on each guy and um uh yeah I, I would i would adjust it depending on the situation just uh just uh like i said earlier there, there isn't like a one-size-fits-all approach to style and, and it has to be a um it, it's personalized right to, to each individual and, and how they want to approach it
1: and something that i have certainly noticed and i'm probably not the only person but when we're sort of upgrading our fashion, you know, say if you've gone from wearing a t shirt and a jumper to the office to suddenly wearing a shirt to wearing maybe dress shoes, there's a lot of extra work there. You know, there's like a lot of extra prep. There's a better, like, you have to iron it in certain ways. You have to polish mm-hmm. your shoes. You maybe have to get a, a lint roller to take off the fluff and all these kind of things. Have you found, I mean, is there any hacks or products that you recommend to, to make the clothes maintenance and preparation side easier?
0: Yeah, d- definitely planning your outfits ahead of time is, is a big one. So, um, you know, most guys are going to have their, their schedule a week or two weeks in advance and, you know, what to expect, whether it be their, their work schedule or meetings or presentations or, or social socializing with friends or parties, whatever it might be. Um, assuming that you have those planned out already in advance, it's, uh, it's much easier to, uh, are you going to save a lot of time actually by having your outfits prepared, um, ahead of that. So I, I always recommend, yeah, planning out the outfits ahead of time and, and just do all the prep work in one sort of, uh, one sort of shot and just, just get it all out of the way. So you're not scrambling in the morning, trying to figure it out, waking up and, you know looking for that shirt and then having to iron it and then you know sprinting at the door without having a proper breakfast or something um it, it's just much easier to to have it all planned out uh i would say that at the very least a day in advance um ideally you have it you know three four or five days in advance you just you have your outfits planned out with uh in, in 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 uh yeah kind of coordinated with with how your week's looking basically
1: I think I mean it, it sounds like you've spoken to my mom you know this is what the kind of advice <laughs> that she gives me you know is to to be better organized and to plan and to batch process the ironing and stuff like that you know and I think as a guy we kind of just roll out of bed and go oh yeah that'll do we uh, <laughs> yeah. you know we we have to get out this mindset of ah well it's it's a shirt into you know to into actually how does it fit how does it look does it give off the right image and you know, mm-hmm. does it attract the opposite sex or, your, you know, your choice of sex? I think we kind of, we forget what, you know, we just look at it as clothes. Whereas to women and people like yourself who are more, who understand this better, you realize the story and the, the assumptions it makes other people give. And I think we're very late to this party. A lot of guys who have never understood the benefits that fashion and uh, improvement in style can bring so this is why I'm so glad for the likes of yourself so could you give a, an example of how you'd work with a client you know going shopping for new items do you mm-hmm. give them a list of things to try or do they go away pick it up and then sh- send you a picture of what they bought or you know how does that sort of thing work
0: yeah so when I work with them in person face to face I uh, after the wardrobe audit I have an idea of what uh, what, what's missing or what they currently own so uh, that, that makes it much easier when we actually get together for the shopping aspect of things and uh, so what, what that does it gives me a chance to um, basically create a list of my own um, that, like i said i take their lifestyle and their, their 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 you know their end goal into consideration when i'm doing this but i uh, on oh, their budgets as well that's a big part of it and uh, so, so what I'll do uh, prior to meeting, I'll, I'll get to the mall or, or wherever it is that we're going about an hour ahead of time. And that way I can plan it all out, pull it all, set it aside and and have it ready for them to go. So when we do meet up, we can basically hit the ground running and uh, they can try everything and keep what they like and, and leave aside what they don't.
1: So how do you work with somebody to know that the item that they've picked, you know, as maybe portrays the authentic self, because like mm-hmm. when I first started wearing shirts, I felt mm-hmm. weird because I felt like I was trying too hard, but sl- slowly it fitted into that was me, you know, I like the, the way it made me feel. I like the way I kind of held myself better when I was putting the effort in. So, you know, how do we know it's we're not just acclimatizing to it, but it's actually authentic to as is a person, rather than oh, well, my mate's wearing one, I've got to get one.
0: Mm, yeah, it's a good. Um, yeah, I think it's a good question. Actually, I would say yeah, it has to feel authentic to, to the person, and if it feels like you're forcing it, then it's usually a sign that uh, you know it's being done for the right reason, uh, the wrong reasons, I should say. Um, so, so what do I mean by that basically uh, as you know there's there's a ton of different genres of men's, men's style out there and there's, there's a few different ways you can approach it and th- there isn't really a right or wrong way but there, there are certain styles that, that speak to certain personalities more than they do others um, what, you know a great example I think would be someone wearing uh, you know a big trend we were seeing a couple of years ago was was jogger pants with with uh the longer t-shirts and you know a bunch of accessories and you know fedoras and that kind of thing with some chelsea boots or something and um it, it looked great on a lot of guys and uh, worked really well for them and uh, you know it was really trendy which is we you know we don't see a lot of it anymore which you know that, that's another problem with trends is it comes and goes but uh that that you know that look suited a certain type of guy. Maybe it was a creative, you know, musician type of guy. Whereas someone who's working in, you know, as an engineer or in IT or something who's maybe a bit more introverted might not be as naturally suited for, for, you know, look that's quite as, I guess you could say outside of the box like that. So I think um, in terms of knowing what, you know, what, you know, what works for you and what doesn't, it, uh, you know, it really does come down to whether it feels like you're forcing it or not, and um, ultimately, your, your body language is gonna is is gonna reflect that, whether you know a person realizes it or not. It you know can show uh, how uh, how comfortable or uncomfortable a person is, and and um, in, in the initial stages, there there definitely will be some some discomfort in terms of. You know, stepping out of out of your, your comfort zone when it comes to style and, you know, experimenting a little bit and there, there's gonna be some mistakes made, but um, you know, through those mistakes I think you'll you'll get some great feedback in terms of what 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 works for your personality and your lifestyle and what, what doesn't.
1: And you did mention earlier on about your you know, your own transformation where, you know, you started going to the gym, you started looking at your complexion and that sort of thing. So what else should you do? You know, how? what else do you do with your, your clients? Do you put them on a training program, for example, if they want to get more muscular? Do you help them with fat loss? Do you help them with skin care? How to style their hair? You know, what other things or challenges should guys who are undertaking in this fashion journey start looking at? Should we be drinking more water? Should we be making sure we have breakfast? You know, how else can we start... Booing up this transformation yeah that's that's
0: a big part of it for sure is 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 the grooming and the the nutrition side of things um in in terms of fitness that's not something i'm 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 fully exploring yet um it's yeah it's, it's definitely a part of the whole whole sort of you know lifestyle shift um you know i've had clients come to me who who, who don't feel like they're at their ideal weight and are looking to, to lose 10, 15, 20 more pounds before they feel like they're uh, comfortable with where they're at. But uh, yeah, so aside from that, I don't, I don't focus too much on the fitness side of things. Um, the, the main focus is definitely the, the style, the grooming, and even a little bit of the mindset as well. So I will um, go as far as, as recommending barbers and getting in touch with other barbers that uh, that that would suit the um, you know the styles that that my clients would be looking for, and then um, yeah, grooming is another huge aspect of it as well. I, th- I think skincare and, uh, and and just taking care of yourself in general is is, is something a lot of guys overlook, and uh, it, it's one of the first things that people notice too is, is how well someone someone takes care of themselves. Um, so, so that could be anything between from you know, how, how, how well maintained their, their facial, their body hair is. And, uh, even the nails, you know, how clean or how long, how dirty, um, th- these are all details that I think people notice w- w- without realizing it. And, uh, I think, I think, I think it, uh, yeah, it can make a big difference in terms of how you're perceived, whether it be in, uh, you know, in the office or, you know, if you're out socializing, people will, Pay attention to these details and 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 draw conclusions about a person, whether they realize it or not, based on how, uh, you know, how much attention they put into detail and how clean or how 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 well groomed they can be.
1: And you know, and the people who, I mean, I I just love your answers. They're you they're so well thought out, and it's there's so many aspects to this that a lot of guys don't even consider, and that's why I think it's really important that they work with somebody like yourself who's not just there to make a quick back you're there to actually help people you know do the same kind of transformation that you've made so mm-hmm. you know how do we avoid becoming superficial and worrying just about the clothes how do we make it sure that we're developing as a person as much as developing a wardrobe
0: yeah that's that's actually a great great way to look at it is it uh, yeah it's, you know the clothes i think is is maybe the starting point of, uh, of of looking and feeling a certain way, I think the fine line comes when when uh, when we're getting too caught up in labels or, or 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 doing it for the wrong reasons. So, like maybe dressing in a certain way just to just to get attention, and, and that, that becomes a source of validation, which ultimately is is driven by insecurity. Right, you're looking for for validation from from an outside source rather than from yourself. Um, I, I think style ultimately comes down to expressing you know, who you are as an individual without having to seek it from, from outside. Um, see the fine line, you know, I think um, it, it is really easy to get caught up in um, you know, the designer labels and, and, and this and that and being on top of trends and having to replace your clothes all the time. Um, I, you know, I was stuck in that pattern for, for a little bit when I first started out. And then uh, I came to realize it wasn't as important as it actually is. Um, what, what really does matter is, is yeah, getting past that and, uh, a- having that, you know, that, 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 clear mindset, it really, really does come to come down to like your, your self-talk and, and how you really feel, um, then deep down inside it, you know, style is, uh, like I mentioned before, it's a great foot in the door and, uh, it's, it's it's also an awesome way to sort of boost your your morale if you know maybe if you're having a bad day or you know if, if you have an important meeting or something and you want to look your best it uh you know you definitely carry yourself in a different way than 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 you would if you were to say throw on a pair of sweats and uh and a, and a hoodie for example and some some beat-up old sneakers um yeah it's it's you know it's it's a, it's a lot deeper than than just looking a certain way i I think it really does come down to feeling and and uh addressing whatever it is that might be holding someone back
1: yeah i mean i love that kind of answer Um, and you mentioned earlier about the you know the the negative comments that those school kids made how can guys listening who want to start dressing better but are worried about you know because we've all got those arsehole friends who maybe will Mm -hmm. comment or you know they'll try to stop you changing how do we deal with that negativity because we're you're definitely gonna have something in a comment or somebody looking at you weirdly on the bus or whatever you know how, how do we overcome that and just keep this journey going
0: yeah it's it's definitely not easy at first i'm, I'm gonna you know i want to go on the record saying that it's you know it does come it's challenging uh to, to get out of your comfort zone and uh and when you start doing it, it it's gonna feel like the whole world is is watching you at times. But uh, w- one of the best pieces of advice a friend gave to me uh, a, a few years ago was that those those typically typically aren't the people that are gonna help you get to where you want to be. Um, as as harsh as that might sound, it uh, and, and it's definitely not easy, you know, trying to. Set yourself aside from from these negative type of people in your life, but but you know, as many of us have heard before, we we are the average of the uh, the five people we spend the most time with. So if it feels like you're you're stuck, or if if you're frustrated with where where you're at in life, or, or if you know you're 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 destined for for greater things, whether it be uh, in in your appearance or in your career. Whatever it is, I, th- I think it really does come down to who you surround yourself with, and, um, and then the, the negative comments maybe they won't be as much in your face or 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 are so obvious all the time. Maybe it's a you know quick remark, or you know you have a buddy who you know is taking shots at you jokingly. Um, you know that that usually comes from a place of you know he, he's trying to keep you keep you down and and who knows what's really driving that from from within that person you know maybe it's some sort of thoughts of insecurity of of you're bettering yourself to to be you know be a certain way and uh there could be a part of him that's afraid of losing you as as a friend or or maybe whoever whoever you know is taking these shots is uh is maybe it's triggering something within themselves that that they you know, they, they need to, to address maybe, um, you know, the, since you have that courage to, to step out and, and change up your style or, or, or take some sort of risk, um, and then, you know, they might not have it and, and what, what's being triggered is, is, uh, yeah, those feelings of, you know, you're, taking that risk and, and it's triggering, some sort of uh, negative reaction with them, which which results in, in making those jokes or those comments about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that's the way I really like to look at it. It's a lot of times it's they want to beat you down because it's easier for them than having to address their own, you know, where they are in life, having to address their own transformation or, you know, it means they can stay in the same comfort zone. They don't need to think, oh, well, he's doing it, Okay, he's cut out all the bullshit because he's a friend of mine, you know, Mm -hmm. because they can make excuses for, oh, the guy in the magazines maybe had a better schooling or he's a better looking or X, Y, Z, you know, whereas if they see their friends doing it, then suddenly that cuts out all of that and they have to start addressing their own self and where they are and maybe where they wanted to go. So it's easier, you know, it's like the crabs in the bucket, they'll pull each other back in rather than try to get out as well. And it's I think we we struggle as guys. We, we don't want to be the person that stands out in the group that maybe takes all the pop shots, but we also don't want to be the person. We don't want to let other people do it because we don't want to feel left out. It's a, it's a weird, you know, we need to get out of this and re- be our own selves and be friends, you know, rather than feeding their validation from the group. so. I mean, we've been speaking for over an hour now, and it, it feels literally like 10 minutes. I think we've barely scratched the surface. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's so much more to this. But, you know, I want to find out a bit more about you. So have, sure. you, have you got a favorite podcast?
0: Besides this one? Well,
1: no, apart from this one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, know, there, there's a few. I, I was uh, listening to Lewis House's podcast for, for quite some time, The School of Greatness.
1: Mm. I'll I'll pretend you said next level guy there. Um, so I mean, <laughs> oh, no.
0: well, of course, no, of course, this one is well. Uh, the, your interview with Diamond Dallas Page. I believe it was that last year.
1: Yeah, that was last year. Yeah. Last year, that
0: one was one that really caught my attention, and of course, the one with Mike as well, who uh, who's a you know close friend of mine. Um, you, you know, I, I loved Diamond Dallas Page. I think I might have mentioned that in the email I sent um growing up watching wrestling and and being a fan and and seeing the transition he's made into into to yoga and and doing all of that um after after retiring from the ring i mean that was was, pretty cool
1: when i met him um he came to do a ddp yoga workshop and he, he was just so authentic you know it wasn't just oh i can sell this as a product it was he generally cared about each person. You know, you could feel the energy from him. He took his time to work around the room and say hi to everybody. You know, it's it's like yourself. You can generally feel the passion and the authentic care and love that you put into your products. So how how have you found the transition from having an interest in fashion to running a business and building a brand from it?
0: It's it's been amazing. Like you know, with with anything, with building a brand or building a business, it, you know, it definitely comes with its challenges. But when uh, w- when you're working on something that you really enjoy doing, it, it makes it that much easier. You're that much more motivated to to get through whatever those challenges might be. But uh, it's it's yeah, it's been amazing. I think uh, you know anyone who's listening is, and, and is thinking about starting their own their own business, their own brand. Um, it's, you know, I've heard many experts like Steve Jobs and, and a few other, you know, high level guys like that say if, if you're going to do something, it might as well be doing something that you love. And, and that's exactly what, you know, uh, what Street Gentleman and image consulting has been for, for me is, you know, something that I deeply love and, you know, from, from deep inside of me. And, and uh, um, I just, yeah, I envision myself doing it for, for years and years to come.
1: So, if we had to ask for a guilty pleasure of yours, you know, do you have like a stained T-shirt and jogging trousers that you put on when you get home? You know, do you take the blazers and the polished shoes off and just throw on the old trainers, or you know, what what's a guilty pleasure that you can admit? To?
0: <laughs> oh, it's, it's definitely well, eating ice cream for sure. That's a big one.
1: Oh, you got a certain brand that you you go to?
0: <laughs> uh, it varies. There's a few few local boutiques here and uh yeah Dairy Queen's always good too but um I just yeah I have a sweet tooth so I'm definitely a sucker for for that and then yeah in, in terms of my style um yeah when, when I get home and, and I know I'm done for the day I I always just throw on a you know comfy pair of sweats or some shorts and a t-shirt and it's it's very very casual so um yeah what, what, what I what I uh perpetrate through my my online channels is is one thing. And, and, uh, and not to say that it's artificial or or anything like that, that still is very much a reflection of myself and, uh, what, what feels right to me. But, but then, you know, when I get home, I think it's, it's also important for, for us, for, for anyone to feel comfortable and, and, you know, be able to find that balance and be able to unwind and, and, uh, just, you know, put yourself at ease after a long day
1: but i mean that's also being authentic you know that you want to feel comfortable in your in your home you know it's the image that you're portraying when you go out whereas you're portraying who you are a comfortable person wanting to be comfortable in your home so it's Mm. something i struggled with was accepting that about myself was that you know i could dress a bit slobbish when i was home but you know when you go out you can style you know you can style yourself up and it's perfectly acceptable to have the two conflicting sort of views to, you know running together so i can probably tell what this is going to be but what's your favorite purchase for um under a hundred dollars
0: under a hundred dollars uh, oh that's a great question
1: um
0: under a to... uh, hundred <laughs> yeah that could be it for sure um actually the watch the watch i'm wearing right now i pay i paid exactly a hundred dollars for it and uh, I bought it. Uh, it's about three, maybe four years ago, and it's just a simple gold vessel watch. And um, and I, I chose it because of that. It's it's just timeless, and uh, it goes really well with, with pretty much every single outfit that I wear. And that's exactly why I picked it. Is that um, I was I was looking for a watch at that time that was reasonably priced, and um, and one we'll would just go with pretty much whatever it is that you're wearing that day without having to think about it.
1: So I mean that was something I was thinking of going into was like accessories, you know, is there is there things that no guy should wear or is there like should all guys wear a watch and that set and maybe a wedding ring? Or what's your take on accessories? Can are they useful for people who have maybe a uniform to work and think, ah well, I can wear a band and that'll maybe make me a bit more unique or a chain or something like that?
0: Mm-hmm. I would, yeah, it definitely comes down to the individual personality again. Um, yeah, I, I know I, I have friends that love wearing rings and and uh, and, and all that type of stuff and necklaces. Um, for, for me, I, I don't really like too much on my hands. Um, which, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's just a, a personal preference. But I think, yeah, watch is uh, it's always an essential piece. And uh, the, uh, the the argument I hear against it is always that we, you know, we, we always have our cell phones or our smartphones with us, and so we could just check our time on there. But uh, the, I don't know. There's something classic and, and timeless and uh, gentlemanly about wearing a watch, and it's something that you can always wear. It's never going to go to style. Um, then when it comes to accessorizing in general, I, w- I would definitely say uh, keep it simple and uh, just, just avoid overdoing it. Otherwise, it's going to look too busy and... Uh, almost like you're trying too hard and then there isn't a uh, you know clear place to focus I, I guess i should say um in terms of what accessories you really want to stand out when it's too busy it's almost like you're looking at everything and and nothing really stands out in that in that case
1: so here's my favorite question oh. you've got um you're having a dinner party you've got five other spaces available and mm-hmm. you can invite whoever you want so this is your dream dinner party they can be real or fake people they can Mm -hmm. be alive or dead but it's it's a dinner party that you know once in a lifetime who do you invite
0: oh um
1: kobe bryant for sure
0: kobe bryant the rock dwayne johnson um kevin hart oprah winfrey one more one more tough choice oh man there's so many good people to choose from um let's say let's say my grandma let's say my grandma is the
1: fifth guest uh, I mean, that, that would be an <laughs> epic dinner party I've, <laughs> yeah I've, I've, I've had some crackers but i mean it's i'm sure that if we analyzed each of them there'd be a reason for it and stuff like that but I, that's why i like this podcast is I get to speak to the guests, but I also like to find out more about them, you know, because you've probably seen it yourself. It's somebody's got a book out and you could change the name at the top of the show and it's the same answers over and over again. And Mm -hmm. I want people to listen and go, oh, I really really learned something from that. But I want to find out more about the guests and go to them as much as they, want. you know, to become a fan of me, because I know what it's like when, you know, people kind of go, oh, you haven't got a hundred thousand listeners. Well, There's no point. Daily, you know, it's mm. the you see the the people who are doing it for love of the project they're doing, who are happy to come and be interviewed or come on your show or speak to you on the show. You know, it's those people who are just out to make money. And that it's it's sad, but I mean, it, it was really good. This is why I think you'll do so well is that you're authentic. You generally care about people. And every time I've seen you in a show or an interview, you you know, you're, you're not just looking at the clothes, you're looking at the person and how you can make them better. And I think, you, you know, you should probably be thankful to those guys. I mean, I was bullied when I was younger and I thank them mm-hmm. now for the emotional pain and all that because it made me want better from life. And it, I think it really helped you. And now you're changing lives and... You know, it must be really good to kind of have that feeling that you're helping these guys advance in their career or become more confident or overcome emotional baggage or, you know, restart after divorce. So what do you want people listening to take from this interview? You know, is there a, a go-home message or is there something you want them to go to try? Well, apart from checking out your site, obviously.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, streetgentleman.com. Um, but d- yeah, the take-home message for sure is that um, it's it's not going to be easy making the change w- whatever it might be um, in terms of you know if, if you're getting to the gym or if if you're looking to change up your style it's going to come with its challenges in the uh, in the early stages and uh, be, being okay with that um, I don't I don't think anyone's you know figured out something you know like a new scale or something in their first few tries it really does come with a a lot of trial and error and and being patient and, and trusting the process and uh, staying persistent to it you know it can be discouraging at times and you know maybe you'll uh take a risk and it won't pay off and maybe you'll you'll feel you know maybe foolish or be made fun of or something um don't don't let that discourage you uh I, I really encourage you to, to dig deep and, and keep uh, s- sticking with it until until it's where you envision yourself being. And uh, I, I promise you, it's going to be worth it in the end.
1: So, my second last question is what is probably my favorite actually. Um, I love asking this because I think it really open. You know, it makes the guess really authentic. So, what's an unusual fact about yourself that you think? anyone hearing in kind of is pretty blown away by it. You know, is there something that you maybe learned as a child or an, a, a unique fact about yourself that people are really surprised by?
0: Um, it could be. Well, so my, my, my first language growing up was uh, I learned Hindi. And, uh, of course, I'm you know, fluent in English as well. My, my Hindi is a bit rusty, um, but, but, you know, I understand it and can speak it um, decently. I wouldn't say great, but decently. And uh, so so my goal is to be trilingual. So I've been working on my my Spanish as well. That's not something I really, really talk about, probably because I'm not very good with my Spanish. But uh, yeah, my goal is to be trilingual within the next year to two years.
1: I mean, I'm always really envious of anybody that can speak another language, you know, and it shows a certain, you know, like intelligence because um, have you ever seen Kevin Fitman Cook? You know, like he has a great site and I think his name's Kevin Carey and he does his videos where he'll speak in English for the first half and then he'll do the exact same video but say it in Spanish and it's so impressive so you should check him out, I think it's um, Fit Men Cooks and he does a lot of like better diet, better like how to meal prep and all these kind of things and how to make chicken not taste bland and all these kind of things so <laughs> right. you should maybe because you should maybe watch his videos and it'll help you you know sort of pick it up I'm always really envious of people that can speak other languages did you find it difficult to go from Hindi to English you know or is it was it something you were taught at school
0: I, I definitely remember in, in in the early you know maybe the first few days first few weeks of school it was is it was really challenging and I was kind of quiet um because we we're speaking so much Hindi at uh, at home and not so much English, um, but um, I, I do remember, you know, especially when you're a kid, your, your mind is so spongy, so you pick it up pretty quick. But I, I definitely remember it being difficult in the early days for sure. But uh, yeah, thankfully, I was surrounded by, you know, everyone who was English speaking and, and very friendly and, and open. And uh, so, so I was able to pick it up pretty pretty quickly, I like to think. And
1: I mean, you just mentioned there about people being spongy how how do we help kids become better stylish? you know how do we raise the next generation to be a bit more open into style and fashion? Is this something that we can really help them with, or do we have to just let it fake fig- you know let their personality come out and then let them find the fashion and style that shows that to the world yeah
0: i I definitely think letting their personality come out with within a certain set of guidelines to maybe educating them on the importance of style and why why it matters to present themselves in a certain way without being materialistic um you know like we talked about earlier being taken seriously in the workplace or or uh because of the snap judgments people make i think educating kids on 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 those important aspects of it will help them you know pay more attention to it uh without restricting them to what they can and can't wear um which which that would translate into uh, their 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 personality shining through too instead of being just a bunch of drones
1: well to be honest i've i think we've barely touched the surface and i've got literally thousands of questions so i really want to have you back on we can look at doing something together you know you can maybe even help me get my wardrobe off decent because (laughs) I think you know that you're going to be a mega star in this industry um I cannot say thank you enough for this so if somebody's listening and they want to find out more about you find out the projects you're working on work with you you know maybe even if it's distant from a remote location Mm -hmm. can you like how can we find you how can they get in touch social media that sort of thing
0: yeah, the, the best is, uh, you yeah, go to my website, streetgentleman.com, that's M-E-N.com, that, uh, it's going to have all my information on there, and if, you, if you're looking to email me, it's Sanjeev, S-U-N-J-E-E-V, at streetgentleman.com, and it's also Street Gentleman on on Instagram and Facebook as well.
1: Well, um, I really cannot say thank you enough for this. It's something I've struggled with, and I always love seeing transformation stories like this. And, you know, I've really learned a lot from speaking to you about this. I never thought I'd be interested in fashion. So you've, uh, you've worked wonders here. So the floor is open to yourself. If you've got anything upcoming, any projects or anything else you'd like to add?
0: What's going on? that that's pretty much it. I think, you know, I wanna say thank you, Ian, for, for having me on as well. And I think it's been it's been awesome chatting with you this whole time. And uh um it's been a lot of fun. My yeah, most of my attention is, is you know, on the website right now and and, and creating content and, and uh helping helping more men tap into their, uh, their I guess their full potential at the end of the day but you know positively impacting and empowering them is, is the mission statement so um, that, that's yeah that's the main focus right now is, is um, street gentlemen the consulting side of things and um, that's yeah that's, that's basically it so I just want to say thank you again for for uh, having me on on the next level guy show that's it for
1: another week thanks for listening absorb it practice it use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.